What's up, everyone? This is Preston from the I Love You Man podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Razels. Uh, Razels is a fruit snack made with actual real fruit, so you don't have to question what you're putting in your body. Um, it's the original fun flavor golden raisin. It comes in a bunch of different flavors. My personal favorite is watermelon shock. It comes in other ones, including like tropical, orange, lemon, and pineapple chili limon, which is another fan favorite. You can buy yours at shop.razels.com. It's shop razels.com and shipping is absolutely free and on top of that we're including a 10% off discount code so you can use our discount code at sours143 once again that discount code is sours143 so we eat them before every episode um, they're literally addicting my kids eat them they're great go find them now online razels I love you man I love you too, bud. I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Brosif Quiggles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the I Love You Man podcast. This is Preston, and across from me is Ramon. Hello. Um, big episode 40. Over um, the hill. We're old men at this can point. Can you believe that we've been show doing land. Yeah, we've been doing this for 40 episodes, and people still listen, which is crazy we to me. We think they're listening. Yeah, it's just me pressing play on it 300 Same. times Our a week. Our parents, okay? Our parents are involved, too. Oh, them, too. Them okay, too. thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> but welcome to the show. Um, go follow us on all the social media channels, IOI Man Podcast, and you can find our website there if you just add the .com at the end. Um, Ramon, what is our <laughs> question of the episode? Oh, and would you like to introduce our guest? <laughs> That's what I was going to do. Today. Because she's going to have to answer this question. Ghost. That'd be yeah. weird yeah, if they don't know. This is Yasmin. Hi. Of foliage, right? We're not going to say foliage of Clovis. We're going to say foliage. Foliage, correct. But if you do see Clovis out there, it's to really resonate the fact. Don't forget, she's local. We support local here, all right? Make sure that it's implanted in your brain. Implanted in your... You like what I did there? First plant find. Come on out, right after you. First one. I know there's going to be more. There's got to be more. (laughs) Anyway, per tradition, in case you did question the episode, Echo and Weldon, don't forget to pay them a visit. And when you pay that visit, make sure to mention us because it gets you 10% off. Now, I almost forgot what the question was because I was just thinking about quesadillas. Ooh. Um, so it doesn't have to be Netflix. It can be any sort of streaming service. But right now, when you got that free time at night before bed, and you're going to squeeze in two episodes. Yeah. What, what's the Gossip show? Gossip Girl. <laughs> Dude, our, that was fast. You went right to it. And before that, we were on a Vampire Diaries kick in the originals. I'm a real nerd and like that uh-huh. Like vampire stuff, and now we're on Gossip Girl. And yes, my fiance watches it with me. That's how it is. He's that's the one who requests it. No, that's you, dude. Those shows you get that addicting. power. And I like how it's a we, like because the question it's was we. for you, but definitely, oh, no. yeah. It's when you live we. with someone, it's like we're watching this together, okay? Yeah, feel, and we're not allowed to watch the episodes without the. Other oh yeah, that's thing. that's treason. That's just like, disrespect to the relationship. If I did that, like it would just break out in a big old fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, and you just don't want that. There's no point. It's unnecessary. <laughs> Dude, the world we live in. <laughs> uh, I thought of one. Okay. The current one that I'm watching, it's an old show. I think it's still on, though. Um, I'm catching up on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You know, I always wanted to start that. Everyone says it's hilarious. It's one of those shows, as you watch it, you feel like you're getting stupider. <laughs> Isn't it like really dry humor, That's too? That's a really Yeah, they're just stupid. <laughs> like, And their characters are just so stupid, it's laughable. And it's a great, like... For me, at the end of the day, I put it on. I don't have to think. I don't have to like, oh, what's this plot? It's like, okay. And you can go in and out too. Yeah, each episode, there's like a different theme. 
and it's just it's so easy to watch. It's either that or I watch How I Met Your Mother for like the fifth time. That's through. right. I forgot you love that one because there's some <laughs> shows where you have to be glued to it so you can follow and you don't miss anything. Yeah. And there's other ones like that where you can you know respond to some text messages. I consider it like the falling to sleep show. Like I could fall asleep to this show and not really miss much. Yeah. I don't know um, if that's a compliment. It's so good though. It's like <laughs> it's a category. It's just like it's watching not an the office category. The yeah, office for the true. tenth time. You know, yeah. it's like Except I know what's going to happen, but it's still so good. And if I fall asleep, not a big deal. You just can't fall asleep during the wedding episode. Oh, man. Okay. When he cuts the tie. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Okay. I'm gonna lose it. Unless okay. there's vampires, I haven't seen. Them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the shows, though. Someone, and I'm sure you've encountered it. Just have you not seen The Office? No. Okay, that's one of the Whoa. shows where people, I, you could start controversies if you tell someone that you've never watched I, The Office. I'm like, it has to be blatantly funny for me to laugh. Like, I don't know. That's, I'm not a dry humor or sarcasm re- person. Did you ever try watching it? <laughs> yes. Okay. And I don't know. It's. <laughs> it took a little while. The I second think. season, I mean, it I'll try it again. Off, you know, I'm older. I'm maybe now. just hop in <laughs> randomly. Yeah, I know, right? It's developed. Um, for me, on Netflix, I'm re-watching Breaking Bad right now. I forgot mm. how freaking good that was. Um, There's for, teasers too for future. Uh, that's what it seems like. That's kind of potentially the, the flame for it. Okay. Um, and then for current shows that are like coming out with episodes, uh, Big Little Lies, which it's got like all the heavy hitter female yeah. actresses. Like, I still haven't just, watched it, but dude, I'm telling you, man, just do it. Like Meryl Streep just came in for the second season. She's she's legendary. She's just damn like good, her, dude. Isn't like Amy Adams? In, no. And so it's That's got Reese one. Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman. Um, right there. I can't remember um, the girl's name from Fault in Our Stars. Don't even. Oh, oh I know yeah, yeah. She was also like Secret Life, American Teenager, Can, Girl. Yeah. Do you remember? Anyone? No. Have you seen Fault in Our Stars? We're asking Kyla Brennan right now. <laughs> what was it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> what is yeah, Jaylee yeah. Woodley, yeah. Shailene, that's, that's what I said. Yeah, totally. Thanks, Mikhail. <laughs> <laughs> um, and who else is there? But yeah, Meryl Streep now, but I don't know. They're all just alone. They're all really good. And then, oh, Lenny Kravitz, his wife, I think. Oh, damn. That's bad. I should have just <laughs> called her by her name. Damn it. <laughs> She's an individual. Oh, I messed that one up. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, actually, you know, there's one thing, because you triggered it a little bit, the whole watching with your um, fiance yeah. and significant other is... Yeah. Um, Kelsey loves Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race, which oh, yeah, is yeah. just like a reality TV show of just, yeah, I know. I never would have thought I'd be glued to it. I never would have <laughs> thought. And it's it. I would come home. She'd be watching. I was like, okay, well, I can just do whatever I want right now because I'm not going to watch this. And then an hour later, I'm on episode two with her. Just like, <laughs> they're, they're really going to let this happen? Like, And oh so it just gosh. happens on stuff you would never expect yourself to be into. Yeah, it's just like when you're watching the binge of like keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. It's like oh, the only man. show they play. I'm so glad that she's not into that because I know that I would get stuck on it too. Oh, yeah. I love stuff like that subconsciously. I've not had TV, like cable or TV in years. Dude. Honestly. Like at home, we watch Netflix and then the TV's on with Pandora. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I don't think we have cable So I'm not really, I don't know any of those shows. It's been probably (laughs) four years since I've lived in a place with cable. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, streaming is, the Netflix is, is where awesome. it's at. Yeah, you just find someone that pays her cable and use their login. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Let's mom and dad. For yeah, Netflix thanks, mom. Anyway. <laughs> right. That's what really Netflix is for anyway. You use someone else's login. My oh. cousin came over and she logged me into her Bravo account so I can watch some like plant renovation show. <laughs> See? That's a gift in itself right there. Yeah. 
What a segue. Talking about plants. Um, <laughs> I see Preston's light, eyes lit up in that moment. Um, so how long has foliage been in thing? How long have you been in business? Uh, almost exactly two years. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a lot longer than that. Mm-hmm. I feel so like you're so young. out there. Like, oh, well, thank you. It feels like you've been around a long time. Like it's to- So many people know you. 2017. July of 2017 is when I started. Dang. Well, happy two years. Thank you. Oh, yeah. It is July, huh? Today's July. July. Today, yes. That's wild. Um, what, if you were just to explain to someone what your business is, what would you say? Um, we are a specialty house plant in design, plant design studio. Plant design studio. Yes. So is that designing where the plants would go or is that, are you getting down to the science of designing an actual plant? <laughs> no. <Dang. laughs> no, it's more of like the aesthetics behind it. So I'm an interior designer, like oh. by schooling. And so, so it's cool. like incorporating plants, whether that's like building a custom planter or if someone calls me and wants to like fill their house with plants, I pick out where the plants go, you know, like yeah. the interior decoration part of it. I still got a master keeping them alive. Yeah. I know we were talking about it before the show, but I, I can't, I always have a hard time with it. Like, I don't know what it is. And I know each plant is different and each mm-hmm. plant requires a different watering schedule and some need this sunlight, some don't, yeah. but it's crazy, dude. There's there's a couple like rules of thumb that I go by mm-hmm. that as long as people know the basics, then their plants will survive. Then what are the basics? <sighs> okay. Well, there's like <laughs> a couple questions I ask when people message me on Instagram, like, oh no, my plant's dying. How yeah. do I take care of it? Do you it? get that a lot where people oh, just my reach God. out to you for like all, plant advice? All the time. All the time. I'm like a little plant doctor online. <laughs> it's fun. It's a That'd lot of a questions. But I like choose a specific time to respond back because if not, it'll take me forever. Oh, but anyways, sure. so there's a couple things that I always ask um, if plants are like doing bad. Um, lighting, mm-hmm. watering schedule, um, drainage holes. Um, what was that last one? Drainage holes. If they have like drainage in the bottom of oh, the Oh, yeah, because like some pots don't have uh-huh. them and it'll just sit there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then if they're like a plant newbie or like an experienced plant person. Um, and then if they notice any sort of like pests, webbing oh. or gnats or anything like that. I didn't even think of that. You are a freaking plant doctor. <laughs> I, I like to learn. So I do a lot of research and a lot of trial and error, a lot of yeah. dead plants on my side too, but I revive them. Let's just say, yeah. let's just <laughs> there, you go. there you go. I've kid- killed a lot of plants, but I've also revived a lot of plants. So I've just killed a lot of plants. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I come in too. Um, so Michaela, who's like our social media guru and Bre- her husband, Brennan, um, who's like our producer, went to Canada for two weeks, right, guys? Trusted us with their plants. Um, oh, no. Us being Preston and his wife, Sorry, not yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> me just making eye contact with them. Was yeah, he would see him sometimes when he'd come over, but that's about it. Um, <laughs> but how many plants was it? It was a... <laughs> no, it was a, the one. No, the ones that you brought over. There was at least like six, fifteen. I okay, ten plants. All right, and for two weeks, I'm like easy, like water them twice. Well, I'd say we killed about half of them. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my heart. I know, right? And but Makaya was saying that she did revive some of them. Good. But um, I'm going to need some education during this episode. Okay. Yeah. I but I don't know if they'll ever tips. trust me with their plants again, so I don't know who else would. But oh. well, do you want me to start with the tips, like actual tips? I got or this later? like picture right now because it like broke your heart that you found out those plants died. Like you know, in Hunger Games, whenever anyone died, they did like the cannon <laughs> in the background. So I feel like you could just be out on your day, and then <laughs> mentally you hear the cannon. You're like, oh, another, one yeah. went, another one went. No, <laughs> yeah. 
me. That's so funny. <laughs> yes. She stops in the wherever she is with her fiance and just throws this one up. And yeah. it's like, and the, he just knows. The, he's the like, this is <laughs> yeah, exactly. A quick little moment of silence. <laughs> oh my gosh. What what came first, the interior design love or the plant love? Uh, uh, both. Okay. So they're kind of paired together. Yeah. Well, my family. I, I'm from the Madeira Ranches, and so we. Mm. I grew up on two and a half acres there. We have orchards. So it was a lot of outdoor plants when I was growing up. Um, so that's always kind of just been like a part of my life. Um, but in so that was, I guess, kind of first. But I went to school. I went to mm. high school um, and decided I wanted to become an interior designer after um, doing a project in my art class. Our teacher had us design... Um, our dream house. And, and so let me just like make a clarification. So there's a difference between interior designers and decorators. Oh yeah. A lot of people don't know that. So I didn't either. I, I'm an interior designer. So, it, um, we considered ourselves in college, um, in t- interior architects. Oh. So think of it that way where decorators, um, will like pick furniture and I mean, interior designers do that too, but, um, interior architects or actual interior designers we have schooling in like codes arch- like almost the same i shouldn't say almost but we have a pretty good knowledge of like architectural oh. codes and um buildings and so that's like you're wanting to set up like a form of like a kitchen counter like where something actually yeah it's the built. layout the structural gotcha. side of it where the walls Dude, go i had no idea yeah wow I didn't even think about that. That would be a separate entity than the Oh, and I'm actual. sure a bunch of people on Instagram are just self-claiming themselves interior designers. Yeah. yeah. Don't even and know. there's also, there's also like, um, um, like certificates and, and like tests that you have to take to yeah. be an actual interior designer. Okay. So I haven't taken those tests because that's not the path that I wanted to go in after yeah. a couple of years of being out of it. Um, but I am an interior designer through schooling. I, I did get my degree from Fresno State. Woo woo. <laughs> interior design. <laughs> nice. Same. But anyways, so I in call it in high school, our teacher had us design our like dream house, and I did this little layout of the house with like cardboard. It was so cool. And, and at the same time, um, the show Extreme Makeover Home Edition was like Ooh, Ty a, Pennington. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you guys revealed everyone got a little miniature bus yeah. they could move. Dude, every so, Sunday night I watched that show. I loved it. So that's what I thought interior design was growing up as a kid. Like, okay, you design that's it funny. and then you go and build it. And then I got into school and it was not that. I mean, you still design it, but you don't build it. So I was like, darn, because I am a hands-on person. Um, oh, okay. So yeah. you kind of just give them the, the instructions and then... That's your, yep, just we draw your baby. We draw plans. So the architect will draw like the outer shell and then they hand it to an interior designer and say, okay, now do like the inner workings of okay. the layout. Mm. And then, yes, we can add finishes, paints, tiles, bathroom stuff. Gotcha. Um, so that is, what was the question? I forgot <laughs> which, already. Which That's so first? weird. I, yeah, which, which one, one came, came first? first? So, so <laughs> plans kind of then interior design from schooling. Yeah. <laughs> what made you think, though, you know, I could turn this into a business, essentially? Okay. And then as you start out, because you didn't want to go right out the gates with a physical location. so I did, actually. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. I did. Okay, so let me just give you, like, the background of what I've yeah. been doing in the past since college that kind of led to where I am now. Yeah. Um, so, um, like I said, graduated from Fresno State and immediately, actually, senior year of college, um, I started interning for a residential firm. So we did houses with this mm. designer. So I worked there for two years and um, that was fun. And then I got hired on at a commercial f- firm. Okay. Um, 
it's called core business interiors. They're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out. out. (laughs) Um, so I started working there. So I was there for four years. Um, but two years in, I, I started the job and I told them like right away that I I was like trying to move out of Fresno because, you know, we all go through that phase. We all go through that phase, Mm -hmm. right? Like everyone's like, like Fresno sucks, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone goes through puberty, and then like a decade later, you're like, "I'm gonna leave Fresno," and then you grow out of it. And yeah, and then back. you realize how how cool. Amazing. Fresno is. Yeah. We'll get back to that part because I have a whole like, "I love you, Fresno" thing okay, to good. go into later. But um, so yes, I worked for Core um for the past four years, but right when I got into it, they they knew that I wasn't like there to stay, but they were so accommodating and they were willing to work with me, and mm. um, so. I actually tried going back to school for architecture and then I was like, nope, that's not what I want to do. <laughs> and then um, two years ago, I went part time. Yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I needed some more free time. Um, and so I decided two years ago in January to start a blog. Um, and the blog, I'm not a writer at all. Like, and I'm not really a speaker either. I <laughs> like, <laughs> I stutter. I, anyways, I word vomit. Um, but I wanted the blog because, um, I wanted to start the blog because I wanted to keep myself accountable, accountable for doing something creative, yeah. anything creative, anything like be- away from being behind the computer because design, being a designer requires yeah. a lot of computer work. Yeah. It, it's all computer work. Um, and so I wanted to get away from that because I am like a hands-on person, mm-hmm. um, just in my heart. So in the blog, I started, um, blogging, taking pictures about doing like different crafts I was doing, whether that was like building planters or, um, or if I went on a hike, I would, I would talk about that or my favorite places to hike. Or, um, then I got this like I don't know, itch. And I was like, huh, I want to, I got this curiosity that I wanted to kind of expand on. And that was, um, like gardening and learning about farms and, um, even botanical gardens. So I did, I started volunteering at those places and then blogging about them, the Clovis Botanical Gardens, um, the Fresno Adventist Academy. I think that's what they're called. Um, they have, it's called, um, Harvest Fields Organic Farm. So it's a school and they have the farm right behind it. So I reached out to them and I started volunteering. And it was just like, it was such a cool experience because, um, I don't know, it's it's something that I had no knowledge in. I don't know. I'm an art major. I don't know anything about biology. (laughs) Well, now I'm learning a lot more. But at the time I knew nothing, but it was cool. And so I wanted to learn more. And funny enough, my fiance is a biology major who's not doing anything (laughs) in biology. (laughs) So it's funny how that kind of like worked out. Just like switch the names on the (laughs) degrees or something. Yeah, Yeah, right. Photoshop, yeah. Um, So through that, through volunteering and doing this blog, I was like, why, like, why can't I make a business out of something that like relates to all of these things I'm interested in, all, all these curiosities? Um, and so around that time, the houseplant um, fad was like booming and going crazy. Yeah. And I started following all these accounts that had either there were people who had houseplants in their homes or shops. And I was like, whoa, that's super cool. Why doesn't Fresno have anything like that? Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> like I'm going to do research and find out where I can purchase my plants and where I can purchase pottery and, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to make like some cool creative crafts out of plants. So like I make my own, um, air plant holders and, um, 
I call them my sprout stands. You, yeah. I take like cuttings from plants and I put them in test tubes and then I made this little wood holder. So, um, yeah, I just, I was like, I'm going to do it. Why not? Like yeah. life's too short to be yeah, unhappy. Yeah, exactly. And like my life motto is I'm the master of my own happiness. And yeah. so like I was happy at my work, but it was a different kind of happiness when I'm, when I am around plants or when I'm doing something for myself, as you guys yeah. probably know, doing this podcast is yeah. like something for you, right? It creates that like that creative happiness, as I like to yeah. say. It's like just something natural. Which is funny because yeah. I was in a creative field, yeah. but I still felt like I needed like a creative outlet, even though I was in a creative field like yeah. for work. Yeah. So um, that's kind of how it started. And so I started the pop-up in July. And so I'd already had like six months of blogging and trying to like figure out what I wanted. And it and it's funny, I do my best thinking at night. And so I was laying in bed and all of a sudden I woke up and I told David, I got it. I want to call it foliage. And actually the the um my my blog was called Kaleidoscope Calling. <laughs> like and that, one more time. Kaleidoscope, like you uh, know, the little toys that yeah. you put your eye through yeah. and the, the colorful glass. Yeah. That's what my blog was called because it was like me looking through the the world in a different lens, like a different light. Whoa, like there's so creative. many, so many different ways to look through, yeah. to look at something. And so that was my, that was my blog. And then anyways, um, foliage came to me at night too. <laughs> um, are you so, a physical note taker, uh, iPhone note app taker or no. a word document on the computer note taker? Uh, like when I'm you have like, those random ideas, how do you get them out? Oh, well, if or it's nighttime, <laughs> If they live in my head, I can't sleep. So that's why I wake up. Okay. No, I'll write it in my phone. But I, if I'm going to take notes, it's on pen and paper. Okay. Yeah. No, I know what you mean by that. Those late night ideas. That's when like you get your life together. Like, <laughs> you're about to go to sleep. And you're like, you know what? No, I'm starting that workout regime tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm gonna, we're going grocery shopping, blah, blah, blah. Then you wake up 30 minutes before you have to be at work. And yeah. it never happens. But yeah. I get it. Like You have all those moments where you're just like, mm-hmm. I can take over the world. Mm-hmm. It's either that the difference or it's like, is you actually yeah. are acting upon those ideas yeah. when most people just, it stays there in their head. Yeah. I either have those ideas or do you ever just lay in bed and like regret some of the things? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, dude, I think about, dude, it's so funny. I think about like this one time I was in sixth grade and I had the chance. <laughs> sixth grade? <laughs> no, seriously. Like, do you know those things that just live with you? No, I, I actually do know. And it's okay, like, so what uh, happened in sixth grade? Oh my gosh. No, it was actually uh, sixth or fifth grade. I don't know. I had the chance to rob this home run and I didn't jump high enough and I replay <laughs> it through my head. And it was a playoff game and we that lost. That would have been the trajectory that you needed to become a MLB star. Oh, and it was like, I just misread where the wall was and I didn't. <laughs> I literally, the ball was it. inches from my glove and I could have caught it and we would have won the game and we and I didn't. And like everyone thought <laughs> I caught it. That's how close I was. And oh, then I, that's I remember like coming off the wall and like not having the ball in my hand and like everyone thought I did. And I didn't. And you could just hear the, oh. Then it's like, crowd. if I could rewind time and go back to one That's day. That's the one day that he would change. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be here So now, those though. are things that I think about sometimes <laughs> when I go to sleep. That's like not even recent time. I love that. Oh, That's yeah. There, I have multiple stories. That's a whole other podcast episode. Life regrets. Yeah, I love you, life regrets. And then, hey, if you there love you them, go. that's good. That's a positive you know, step. Okay, so them. I have a tip for those nights where you can't think okay, or yeah. you keep thinking of stuff. So I'm like, I think my fiance again, he has been like a preacher of like mental health and stuff. And so um, there's this app that he uses called Calm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I am a total fan of it because I have those late night thoughts and I can't go yeah. to sleep. So like to meditation my, type thing? Oh yeah. So I play okay. this one and it's like a breathing breathing one. And it, and it says, breathe in, 
One, Dude, two, I need to do three, that. four. Hold, two, three, four. Breathe out. <laughs> and you, I just do that and then knock out within five minutes. Really? It's, it's amazing. I'm about <laughs> so, to download that app. There's an app like that on it, my watch because it's called Breathe. Yeah. Where it does that and it kind of like there's a little soft vibration. Uh-huh. For the, 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 and then as you're going yeah. in and then it's a different vibration from when you're breathing out. I'm going to have to try that before I go I'm, to bed. I'm a firm believer of it. It works really well. So um, Shout out to Colm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of shout outs. And today. your fiance too. And my fiance, David. Um, there was that thought you had, because there's always consistencies we notice between our guests. Um, the, the number one, I would say, is why doesn't Fresno have something like this? Oh, yes. And I think the difference maker between you know, these local business owners and then the ones that are in bigger cities mm-hmm. is when they have that thought, how they react to it. Mm-hmm. Because you could go one of two ways. You could be like, I'm going to make Fresno have that. Or you can be like, oh, I'm going to go somewhere where people will want that or where yeah. people are going to already be wanting that. And so I, that's the big separation between mm-hmm. you know our local business owners and entrepreneurs here mm-hmm. and then the ones that want kind of, I won't call it the easy way out, but it would make sense to go somewhere where there's already an established following for that type of niche. Yeah. And so I think it's cool that that you decided to take that pathway rather than like, oh, let's get up and move and go somewhere where this is going to be welcomed already. So there's a couple of things that I, I'd like to attribute to um, like the business even happening. And that was um, there was or there is a magazine. Oh, God, I'm blanking on the name right now. Um, Dinner with Friends. Dinner with Friends yeah. magazine mm-hmm. that I was a part of. Um, my friends hosted it, um, Micaiah and Micah, and they had a podcast also called yeah. Dream- Dreamers That Do. Yeah. And so um, this magazine reached out to them to host a dinner, and David and I were um, guests at it. And at that point, uh, I think I had started the pop-up already, or it was like right in the beginning <laughs> phases of it. So I went to that dinner, and it was just like a mind-blowing experience because um, I-, I had never been in a room or you know a gathering with other creative, like other creative peers. And so that was such a cool experience. And, and Makai and Micah are, are really into, um, like, uh, emotional knowledge and that kind of thing as well. And so we did these conversation starters and went around the table and, and just had these really meaningful conversations. And I remember leaving that dinner and I was like, wow, I am so inspired Mm -hmm. because of the responses that everyone was giving and, and just like the welcoming atmosphere and, and the community that we were creating. And I just made friends with like 10 people that I'd never known yeah. that even existed. And, and I didn't know that there was like this creative community in Fresno. And so that was like mind blowing to me. And it got me really excited to know that there were more like-minded people, excuse me, like-minded people here in Fresno. Um, so that was, that was like one of the first things that made me fall in love with Fresno, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. The second is that um, I attended a, a Tuesdays Together meeting, which is part, it's the Fresno chapter for the Rising Tide Society. Yeah. Um, they're like this national organization that um, promotes and helps um, give advice to um, and skills to local entrepreneurs. Um, small businesses. And so I went to a couple of those meetings and again, I was like, whoa, other small businesses, like local people that want to um, bring up this community and and build it. And so that really sparked it too. Um, So that's, that's kind of why I love Fresno. And the other thing is that I always tell people is that um, I'm 27. I just signed a lease, like a three-year lease on a building to like start up my own shop. I just quit my job. Like nowhere else 
unless it was like a t- tiny little town, nowhere else, like in LA or San Francisco, could I do that? Yeah. Like, no way could I afford it. So it's just like that. That's another thing that makes Fresno so great is that we do have this artistic community and creative yeah. community, and that um, I, I'm I'm so young and like, I don't have a million dollars, you know, but yeah. I can still afford to do this. Like, and the mm-hmm. risk is large, but it's small enough to where I can take it right now. And Dave and I are just engaged. We don't own a house. We don't have kids. And so I'm like, let's do it. (laughs) Because in my mind, in our mind, um, God forbid anything happened, but I could go, like I can start this business, it go bankrupt and I can still recover before I'm 30. (laughs) It's not a big deal to me. So that's why I'm like, three year plan right there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, I'm going to do this now. Why wait any longer? Yeah. I think a lot of people, um, sort of like what you were saying, um, they're so scared of like taking those like those dives into the deep water because they are young, like, oh, I need to be more established. But literally everyone that we've had on this show, they didn't have a bunch of money sitting around or like they didn't have, you know, a trust fund that they were leaning on if like things didn't go wrong. They mm-hmm. just put it all in one. And then, you know, obviously you know now that things just end up being okay because you're just following your passion. Mm-hmm. Um, Most guests yeah. I feel like have been under 30. Yeah. yeah. Now a that I think about it, majority of them have been under 30. And I don't, I just barely made that connection that there's so many of these people we're talking to are so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you touched on a really big point that a lot of people I don't think get that when you open a business, there's so many like lonely times when you feel like there's no one else out there. Mm-hmm. But then you go to these dinners mm-hmm. and like the Tuesdays together and mm-hmm. you realize, whoa, I'm not the only one. Yeah. And one of the things when I was, and still now, I have a lot of mentors. There's a yeah. lot of people that I, and David's like, oh, let's go on YouTube and research stuff. And I'm not, I want to talk face to face with people and yeah. get their opinions. Um, and so one of the things that I would do and still do is go and talk to all these local business owners, Desiree from Olten Yoga. There's another mm-hmm. shout out. Yeah. Um, Alex from KLSD. Um, so many people, I, I can't even think of them right now, but I've, I've asked a lot of business owners just yeah. for help and advice. And, oh my God, the biggest one was Tracy from the Urban Umbrella. I mean, I'm taking over her space because she moved to downtown Fresno, but um, she was one of my biggest mentors. And Amy, she owned the Urban Umbrella before Tracy. Biggest mentors. Oh, and Malia from Grace Designs. Gosh. <laughs> just get him out Malia there. was like it. number oh, one. She helped me even start my pop-up. She's amazing. Her and I went to design school together. Oh, that's cool. And she's still doing interior design. And she's one of the reasons that plants are like popping up in Fresno and Clovis. Yeah. Like there's plants in Roll Roll Some Roll Me Some, the rolled ice cream shop. Oh, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Freaking then amazing. Boba Silog too. And and there's Radley Executive Center. Like she does all these design projects and then will ask me to put plans in them. So anyways, we're a great partnership. That's cool. But um yeah, I, I love I mean, why my my thought is like, why would I go online and get advice from like someone who's not from Fresno who does who might like know their shit but doesn't is not from Fresno, doesn't know the culture here, doesn't know the economy. So why not ask someone who's going through the battles right now yeah. here locally? Well, you mentioned Alex. Alex is kind of in the almost the same exact boat as yeah, you right she now, right? Is. She is. She's opening up her place in, in uh, Peerless Building. So that's like you guys have some definite things you can, one, experience together, yep. but two, build off of each other. Yep. If she gets to one point before you, she can be like, hey, don't do this. Or yeah, you do <laughs> exactly. vice versa like that. Uh-huh. Um, with that, I know that there's um, there's struggles to opening up physical locations yes. in the city. What was the biggest unexpected roadblock that you encountered that clearly? Because what happens, the most common thing I've noticed with businesses that open here is, all right, we're opening in blah, blah, blah. And then a month in, they change that date. Then yeah. two months later, they change that date. 
And it's not because they planned poorly. It's because there's all these unforeseen issues you run into. Yeah. With I, more times than not, city specifics. Yeah. And regulations and standards and all that. Was there one that you just like, that's a thing? Are you serious? Um, kind of. Well, I think I would say that the um, the realtor process, yeah. right? Is that there's like business yeah. realtors? No? Yeah. I think the term is different. Anyways, um, that whole process is long. And I didn't realize how long it is. It's a lot of back and forth between the landlords. And if you have that like middleman who's mediating and then the client myself. Gotcha. Um, so we had been, have had been looking for a space for like the past year. Okay. And we went through almost signing two or three different leases and at the end would pull out because something just didn't feel right or is too expensive. Yeah. Um, but it's a long process. Um, so that, that's like the first thing. And the second was, I guess once we started construction with our shop, um, I, I thought that the space was like turnkey almost. I was like, oh great, I just have to paint and then move in. And yeah. then and then I decided to get a contractor in there because I wanted his help changing light bulbs because the ceilings are so tall. Yeah. And then he walks in and tells me that there's all this other stuff that needs to be done. And so I wasn't anticipating that, which is funny because I'm an interior designer and I work with that all the time. You would think, yeah, yeah that would be <laughs> top of your list. Yeah. But I guess I was like I was so I was focused on the bigger picture about yeah. just opening up the shop that I didn't even look at the walls or or the flooring or yeah. I don't know. And so that I wasn't anticipating. I mean, I did plan out. I did, the good thing is, is I, um, David and I both planned out more him. He's very analytical. I'm like design and he's the analytical, <laughs> <laughs> but we planned out a really good budget. Um, and so we were, I wasn't prepared for it, but at the same time I was like, I wasn't mentally prepared, but I was financially. Um, but my train of thought. <laughs> it happens to me Dude, all the time. Oh, so one of the things one of the things that I I wasn't prepared for is that I had asked the contractor to knock out some arches and like there was a doorway in an arch and I wanted him to knock out the doorway and bring the arch all the way up to the twelve feet, however high it was. And so when he did that, he opened up the walls and realized that there were pocket doors, like the sliding doors oh, inside yeah. the wall. And so they had to reframe it. And what? that was like another three thousand dollars oh, to like no. reframe it and then seal it off correctly. It, it was like so the there person there who, were doors in the wall. Yeah. And like and somebody they just had covered sealed, it up. Yep. Dang. What did the doors yeah. lead to? <laughs> they were just, they, they just closed off out of those openings because there was the door. Oh, I get it. Okay. Imagine the store from here. <laughs> so it's like if I pulled the wall. I was like, so did you score there. an extra building or an extra no. room? Yeah. <laughs> Narnia, no. dude. That's Narnia. what I was thinking. Well, that's right there. Oh, man. No, so that was kind of like unforeseen. But now, like, it was worth the money because the space looks immaculate. The walls are all patched up. They look good. And um, it just feels cohesive. So, yeah. But I, I wasn't prepared for that. So that was kind of sucky. How many, uh, plants do you think you'll have in your shop oh, at God. one point i i can't even tell you i know i'm spending a lot of money on them to, yeah. to bring them into the shop because you also have like a greenhouse at your at your house right yeah i've seen it it's crazy it's nothing it's nothing great it's like a six by I, six little square but it looks way bigger in picture it's i love the, the conflicting descriptions here because no it's eyes are wide i've seen it, it on ethic, instagram she's like it's oh big. it's, it's not big david can't even fit inside of it it's like six oh. feet tall <laughs> it's giant to me because i'm like five foot one but that's why well, like proper around marketing around dude yeah. you saw it on instagram and you thought it was this epic thing yeah it's funny like, that's amanda vanegas thought the same thing so when they did the interview two years ago oh. i was like it's really not that much like, they try not. and fit all the equipment in there to do the interview yeah. oh yeah <laughs> he ended up just standing outside and then i was inside my greenhouse water. oh my gosh but but the only reason i have the greenhouse is because yeah. i have so many plants and over winter i have like my house isn't it's like cute with plants but then like 
overload with plants. I have these yeah. big industrial shelves just like lined with plants. <laughs> so anyways, when I, st- when I stock up, sometimes I don't have space for them or if we- we're having guests over and over winter, I can't just like leave the plants outside. And yeah. I mean, it's over summer. I can't do that either. Um, but I don't, I don't carry as many plants over summer just because I'm not going to, I don't want to do pop-ups in the heat. Yeah. <laughs> Learn the hard way. Yeah. But over winter, um, it's just so much easier to pop up that little greenhouse yeah. and it keeps the plants warm and they get the beautiful sunlight coming through, but they still stay warm. And then I, I'll water it and then it stays like humid and misty in there. Yeah. So that's why I got this. It's literally like a, imagine a pop-up tent. Okay. I unzip it and like unfold it, put some poles in it. And there you go. I have my little greenhouse gotcha. and then I take it down over summer. So my plants won't fry. Another question I had was, um, whenever you open the shop, how are the plants going to get light? Or there's, that's what are I was going like to lead into next. Big old I was windows like, I, in there. You walk in as all the, product going to be towards the front by the windows no. or what's the game no, plan actually there? the majority of the products will be in the back i do okay. have grow lights installed in the ceiling oh. they're not like anything fancy they're just normal light bulbs and then on i'm going to have big industrial shelves along one back side of the wall okay so i'll have um grow lights on each shelf like each level gotcha but the plants won't i'm, I'm hoping <laughs> they won't stay on the shelves very long yeah, yeah. that makes sense no, that's and, the goal because the other question i get a lot is how are you gonna water all those well <laughs> yeah same true. thing like i'll probably water them once as i'm putting them up on the shelves yeah but i hope to not have the plants stay on the shelves longer than two weeks it's well like, it's yeah i think it's gonna be nice like the convenience of be, being able to go somewhere and pick up the plant versus like absolutely. online or like going to a nursery type yeah. thing like sort of like what you're saying like there's a lot of foot traffic in Old Town mm-hmm. Clovis, it would be nice just to be able to take it home. Then, like, you have exactly. that satisfaction of, like, oh, I get to take it home now. Yeah. Exactly. My wife will probably be in there a lot. <laughs> no, same with Kelsey. She told me, because when I told her who we were interviewing this week, she was like, oh, that plant over there is from them. Or from oh, her. Yeah? yeah. I don't know what your most recent pop-up was, but she got it at it, and she's been, it's been her baby recently. And so yesterday, That's awesome. she kind of forgot about it, and there were two specific <laughs> leaves that were like i was like what's going on and she's like it's fine it's still revivable we're okay like <laughs> don't does. freak out yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Dude, my wife says this all the time like i'm doing dishes and there's a mason jar of water and like a leaf floating in it oh you should see my kitchen sink <laughs> this we're is a cloning leaf. okay yeah i think you pick this up outside off the ground <laughs> yeah you threw it in this mason jar i'm not it with buying water. it um, no, it'll spread looks out. like a science experiment yeah, yeah on my exactly kitchen yeah i know exactly what you're talking about um, for a while there, I feel like there was a, um, a succulent craze. Yes. Were you in business during that time frame? Uh, I don't think so, but I also don't sell succulents. There, okay, that's there's what already an established market for that, and like the companies that are doing it, th- these business people, these business women are awesome. So I don't really want to go in that direction. I, I'm kind of you know trying to differentiate myself. And and you mentioned nurseries, yeah. right? So yeah. I want to also point out that um, you know you can buy a plant from anywhere, like. Even Save Mart sells plants yeah, now, right? True. And so, and anyone can sell you a plant. So what we're trying to do with Foliage is is focus on the knowledge side of it. And that was one of the first questions you guys asked me when I sat yeah. down. And so that's what we want to do. And the biggest thing I do on Instagram is respond to all those plant care questions. And so I want to be the one to help people learn about plants. Um, and hopefully they buy from me, right? Like, so I want to help and then give out brochures and that kind of thing to help. And I already, with every purchase of the plant, um, I give out little plant care cards mm-hmm. um, that are specific to the plant type, the family, and, you know, little little notes that I've noticed. And they're, they're real, genuine notes that I spend my time on. And I've owned each of these plants that I'm selling. So I know 
their characteristics and and what they like and yeah. what they don't. Would you ever like host a workshop? And oh, oh, absolutely. Dude, this is so weird. This has been happening I'm so like much the lately. Wave, man. Lately, dude, that's what it's, it's like. Been. We've been doing this. A long time. <laughs> absolutely. Um, that's what we're planning on doing. In the so there, the space is kind of separated into two. Um, sections. I call it the front room and the back room. The front room is going to be like the cutesy. This is how you decorate your house with plants. It's going to be cute, like a loungy living room type setup. The back will be a workshop. Let's my tagline is going to be "Let's get dirty." <laughs> Lots of love it. Sexual innuendos because that's love just it. yeah. So the back will be the workshop area where you can pick your plant and pick your pot and then go to the potting bench and then make it yourself or purchase a bag of soil there um, and then. I will That's so cool. be there to help pot and give like tips on how to um, take care of the plant while they're there. It's like a Build-A-Bear for plants. Yes. Wow. An adult Build-A-Bear. Put a little heart inside the, the soil. <laughs> and then when you squeeze Make, it, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I love you. Oh or when it receives water, it makes a noise Don't or something. Be a prick. Don't kill me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's cute. That's what that is. <laughs> Were you going to say something? No, oh, okay. Was, was leaning in to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? There it is. Dang it. You gotcha. jinxed it. I knew gotcha. it. I don't know what you're going to say. Okay. <sighs> so I have it. a thing. I wrote down <laughs> my notes because I'm a note taker. Yeah. Go so for it. So you asked me what are some other struggles that I've had being a business uh, or like opening up this business. And, and I think the, the biggest thing lately that I've dealt with, um, and I'm going to quote Brene Brown. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Brene Brown. She is a research professor who studied courage, vulnerability, and shame. <laughs> Oh, totally dang. wrote that down because I was like, I, yeah. right. I would have messed that up. Yeah. Um, so I posted this um a couple weeks ago, but um I was getting a lot of good feedback, but also bad feedback, or or not bad, but like very cautious feedback when I announced that I was opening up the shop, which is expected. Um, but you know, it's like even if a hundred people give you compliments, but that one person gives you like a kind of negative feedback. That's the one that it, sticks with a, you. It it's a punch in the gut. So um so I posted this quote from her that I heard her say, and I didn't write the quote down, but it, essentially it was like, um, she talks about being in this arena and she's like, we have to be very selective about the feedback that we are letting in to our lives because, um, there's a lot of, what she says something about, there's a lot of cheap seats in the arena, but if you're not in the arena with me getting your ass kicked, I don't want your feedback. Um. And so that really was like, Again, eye-opening for me because I was like, wow, she is so right. Like, unless it's a fellow business owner who's getting their ass kicked with me, I, I don't care about, like, the hater in the corner talking shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. It's so true, though. They, I, there's no – I don't care about it. You're not – you don't understand what I'm going through, but I do really appreciate other yeah. business owners giving me their cautious advice. So that is, like, what I what I wanted to share is that – the that quote was like, wow, hell yeah. Like, I think hearing that constructive criticism is important, um, but it has to depend on who the person is, whether they're in the arena with you or not. Well, no, it's, and that's, it, we're, we accept that in every other facet of life, whether it's you're going to school, you accept the feedback from your teacher. They're the one who are experts on that knowledge. Mm -hmm. But if someone who wasn't even in your class was telling you how to handle that, your homework or that subject and tell you like, oh, you're writing that wrong, You'd be you'd be pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or in sports commentating, no athlete wants to hear someone who's never played the game exactly comment on you know their their coaching or how they're playing or anything like that. Exactly. So in every facet, but you know business, 
we get it, but when it comes to that, we really accept the, as you guys as business owners, accept that negative feedback, like, mm-hmm. and it hurts you if you don't yeah. think about it. Yeah. And that's the one you latch on to. Yep. And that's funny because I was going to lead into asking, like, have you ever gotten any, like, negative feedback or comments or anything, how you respond to it? But yeah. it seems like you have it all set there. So, <laughs> well, yeah. it's easier well, said than done. Set, but but it's, it's a good mindset to fall back on. Yeah. That I don't think many have really ever brought up before that I can think of. It's, it's important to remind myself that. And it's harder to, like, to practice what I preach, right? But I was really happy to fall upon that quote because it, it helped me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have to remember that not everyone's opinion yeah. is should be important to me unless they're there with me. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people like give those opinions sometimes. They're like in a really safe place where like they're working a nine to five job. Exactly. They don't, they're not taking the risk. Like Exactly. You know, you don't have skin in the game. So yeah. your, yeah. your like opinion doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's hard sometimes like to block those out because you want to, uh, you want every, I feel like everybody wants to, you want to be happy. Yeah. It's not realistic, okay. but you, you want to. So I have another, another note that I wrote down and that was just yesterday we were listening to a podcast. Again, my fiance is very into, um, like business, listening to this, these business gurus and getting these books on like business stuff and marketing and, yeah. Um, and so we were listening to a podcast, um, and the guest was Seth, uh, Godin, Godin, yeah, I'm probably butchering is. it. Um, so he's like he a guru on marketing and business. Yeah. And one thing that he said that I wrote down in my notes also, um, actually there was a couple things. Um, but one was, uh, I'll start with a second. So I, it says that everybody wants connection and to be a part of that circle, but not but we don't have to appeal to the masses. All we need to do is appeal to the norms of my select tribe. So I know, and that was something when I first started the pop-up that was really kind of hurtful. Uh, or it wasn't hurtful, but it hurts yeah. <laughs> when people would walk up and look at my plants and be like, oh, I'm not a plant person, and then walk away. Or, oh, that's too expensive, and walk away, or whatever. Yeah. And I had to realize really quickly that, yeah, not everyone is a plant person. Not everyone wants to buy a plant and put it in their homes. Not everyone can keep a plant alive or want to try to keep a plant alive. Mm-hmm. And so um, something he was saying, Seth was saying in his in his interview, was that um, we do have to appeal to he, – he made a reference to this um, – it was this – restaurant that he was make-believe restaurant and he's like there's a whole restaurant filled with people and the only one you need to focus on is table four right make their experience uh, an 11 out of 10 make it fantastic because they're the ones that like truly care and yeah I'm not trying to or I need I'm trying to practice to not please everyone I'm not going to please the succulent people like I might have some cactus in there eventually but that's not my niche it's yeah. tropical plants and, and house plants um and and I have to realize that not everyone, not, I don't kill it at every pop-up I go to, but when I, when I do my Instagram online sales, yeah. when it's like all of my plant lovers are funneled directly to my Instagram, I kill it. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that, those are my clients. Those are my people that I need to market to. Yeah. And so the other thing that I wrote down was people like us do things like this. Mm. So I am my ideal client. I am yeah. a plant lover. I love plant knowledge. I want to learn about how to care for plants, how to revive dead plants. And so I want to market to me. I want to market to people like me. And, and so people like me,
do things like this. People like us do things like this yeah, is yeah. what he was saying. You're going to attract like like-minded people. Exactly. Like and I don't care about people who don't care about plans. Like, I mean, I do. I love everyone. I love everyone, but I want to market and I want to become friends and I want to connect with, and I want those people to be in my inner circle. I want those, the plant loving community to, to really connect with me in my yeah. shop because we are like-minded people. Um, and, and if someone doesn't like a plant, that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You know, I'd love to teach you a little bit about plants so you can learn and maybe fall in love with one or give you a, a plant that you could take care of. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I am specifically marketing to my niche, my houseplant knowledge loving plant people. Dude, I love all the inspiration you're dropping. I know, right? I'm glad you wrote all that <laughs> stuff down. I, Me too. <laughs> I have a random question. Um, if someone can't physically make it to any of your pop-ups or let's say your shop is, you know, somewhere where they're not able to go to or you have followers out of town that just don't ever find mm-hmm. themselves there. Um, do you ever ship plants? I do not. Okay. I was going to say that'd be a tough thing I feel to like do. Be hard, it's hard, yeah. Yeah, I know I some know companies do it. Okay. Some companies do it. There's one in LA that or uh, New York that does it. I have not figured that out yet and and I would prefer to focus my energies on the local people because there's plant shops and why I don't want to sell a plant to someone who lives in Connecticut. Like we have different environments, different climates. I'm not going to ship a plant out there and then have it die. There's plant there's local nurseries or plant shops in Connecticut that yeah. they could find a plant in. So, I want to focus on my Fresno Clovis peeps and and Cool. Bring that plant knowledge to them here. And how do you deal with the plant in Fresno with this scorching heat, yeah. right? Or with our hot heat that's coming through the windows. And yeah. so I want to give specific advice to people who are living here so that they have the best success with their plants. Because then you'll be hit with like the Connecticut, like, oh yeah, it's negative 20 degrees outside. <laughs> like, uh... yeah. Oh, like you were, was it you that was saying that? Yeah, that killed the plants. Probably? Yeah, take the plant outside and your fiddle died. Yeah, yeah. no, you don't want to take your fiddles outside right now. They will die. Not, not in Fresno. Heck no. Uh, uh, oh, I was going to say, I, if we, I would like for you to be able to end on your, you said you had a mission statement that you wrote oh, down. Oh, heck yeah. I yes. think that'd be a cool way to kind of go out on. Okay. Just because I don't think that's, that's common anymore. I don't think people are writing down what their plan is and having it physically at some point so they can always reference it. Yeah. So I thought it was cool that you did that. So if Thank we you. could just go out on that, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, our mission at Foliage is to educate individuals on plant knowledge, grow the plant community and promote creativity through design or hands-on um, activities. Cool. I there it that. is. There it is. And they can find you at, what's your Instagram handle? Foliage.clovis. Okay. And then on Facebook, also at Foliage Clovis. I don't answer my Facebook messages as often as I should. I'm mostly on Instagram, so go yeah. on there. Um, my website will be up to date soon. But um, Instagram is my go-to or uh, email at, it's foliageclovis at gmail.com. Cool. Boom. There it is. Thanks for coming on. You're a badass. Appreciate it. You know. Thank you. And thanks for taking up. notes. Yay. <laughs> Most prepared guest you've ever had. You know what? Seriously. Okay. Yeah. So I, the only reason I took notes, or I take notes a lot, I have like a really short term memory. Same. <laughs> so, I totally And I lose track that. of my thoughts. So I have to write it down so I can remember. So there you go. A little tip. No, honestly, yeah. That's, it really helps because we have Brendan here who he brought me on track because I forgot about the question I wanted to ask. And then I, I never remembered it. But then there was one on here that I was interested in because he's taking notes. I was able to pull it in. <laughs> Shout out to Brendan. Perfect sense. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to episode 40. Um, tune in for our next episode. And don't forget to press that subscribe button. Um, we'll catch you guys later. And don't forget, Just be nice to one another. We love you. Bye.